<laughs> Welcome everyone to the Progressive Podcast. The podcast that will help progress your health and fitness goals, enabling you to enjoy life more by having a healthier and more active lifestyle. I'm your host, Alan Williams, and I'm sat here with my co-host, Luke Lamont. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about the five nutrition principles you must adopt for a successful 2019. So we'll start off by catching up. Luke, how are you? All good, a bit tired, but you know, the usual. Crack out. Uh, into January now, so it's all good, all positive. Uh, looking forward to a busy month. Training's good, business is good, fine to do well, so everything is really good. Uh, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, as you can probably tell by my, uh, by my voice, a little bit of a sore throat, but yeah. Getting on with it. Um, training is back in full swing now. Um, the Open's coming up soon for me, so just entered that. So, all focused, getting ready for that now. Sure. Uh, same clients doing well. Um, I've done a lot of testing with them recently over the last few weeks, uh, see where we are and see what we need to do in terms of moving forward. Uh, so, quite a lot of PBs hit as well from last year so that's good, good. moving yeah. in the right direction. Cool. <laughs> okay, um, so the five nutrition principles that you must adopt for the, a successful 2019. So the first one we've got is calories. So when you're looking at your nutrition and looking at achieving a goal it comes down to calories in versus calories out when you're looking at a weight loss goal or a weight gain goal. If you're looking at losing weight, you have to be burning more calories than you're consuming. If you're not doing that, you're not gonna lose the weight. Same for if you're looking to put on weight. So if you're not consuming more calories than you're burning, you're not gonna put on any weight from there. And that's just a simple nutrition principle that you need to remember um, before like, you start all these different diets because being January there's a lot of diets going around and um, what they don't actually tell you a lot of the time is that the calorie balance is the most important part of your weight loss or weight gain goal. Um, so that's why it's our first nutrition principle. They basically tell you how and not why. Yeah. So they tell you how to cut calories by taking whatever food out of the diet. For example, the Atkins diet or the keto diet tells you to take out carbohydrates. So then people assume that the carbohydrates are bad for you when the reality is all they're doing is trying to take carbohydrates out so that you're in a calorie deficit. Um, so the how is to take out the carbohydrates. The why is to create a calorie deficit. So then we look at it and we go, okay, can we keep carbs in there, but create a calorie deficit another way? There are low fat diets that can do this, but that's not to say that you need to now cut out fat. You just minimize the amount of calories. I guess principle number one is understand calories. Understand that calories in versus calories out is crucial for like what Aaron said, both goals, whether you're, well, three goals, sorry, whether you're wanting to gain weight, whether you're wanting to lose weight, or whether you're wanting to maintain. Um, you need some sort of calorie knowledge of what you're consuming, of what you're burning, whether that's tracking foods, 
um, tracking calories burned during a workout on a day-to-day -day basis, it's never going to be 100% accurate, you're just going to get a ballpark figure. And once you've done that, sure you can jump off tracking calories and then you can go by um, go by intuitively eating and just cracking on your workouts and go off that and then just recheck every now and then just to make sure that you're still kind of where you need to be. Um, Counting calories, you a fan of it? Um, yeah, definitely a fan of it, um, but I can see how some people struggle with it. Yeah. Um, and it's something that we can move on to in a little bit because it's one of our other nutrition principles, but um, some people's mindsets aren't there for it, so they can't handle the fact that they know the exact amount of calories that they're consuming, um, or it makes them feel bad if they go over and stuff like that, so then they just hit the fuck it button and yeah. carry on like that. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's both ways. I, I am in favour of tracking calories because obviously it's the most accurate way we can keep track of everything and know what, what's coming in and around a ball figure of what's going out as well. Yeah. Um, so then we can relate it back to that weight goal as well. Yeah, cool. I mean, in terms of calories, what I tend to do is if people come in uh, to join my coaching services, when they're new, they might not necessarily go on counting calories straight away because we're gonna get some sort of changes without it. If their goal is fat loss or change their body composition, change the way they look, then counting calories might come a little bit later, depending on where they're at. If they're struggling and not knowing when to stop eating or not knowing portion sizes and not able to look at it and go, right, I need to decrease this slightly, then we'll get them onto calories just so they've got some sort of awareness of to how much they're consuming. I mean, the flip side is that a lot of people, it's not necessarily the calories, it's not necessarily the calories that the issues, it's what they do outside of that. So a lot of people don't really go over their calories that much, but the reason why they gain fat is because they don't move enough. So the weekend's a prime example, and I've created a video on this in the past, they'll hit the calories for the day, but they set up their calories that makes them need to be able to move a certain amount during that day, but they won't do it. So for example, their calorie allowance for each day is that they're gonna to go to the gym three times a week and hit 10,000 steps each day. But then when it comes to the weekend, they might go to the gym in the morning, but then they're on the sofa all day, watching the 40 or watching programs or whatever's on, and then they're there all night. And what they would normally burn, they're not burning because they're sat on the sofa. So that's like 500 calorie difference. They do that Saturday, they do that Sunday, that's a thousand calories. So they've eaten their calories, they've stuck to it, but then they haven't burnt what they needed to burn. So therefore, come next week, the result, the, the progress check-in or whatever isn't quite how it should be because they haven't moved. Um, so I think an understanding of calories is massive. Like when we work out calories, we take into consideration uh, height, age, weight, gender, um, how many times per week you exercise, but how, also how much you move. You know, if you're gonna be moving every day, for example, 10,000 steps just, you know, is the popular one, then you need to hit those 10,000 steps because if you're not gonna do it, you're not gonna, you're on the wrong amount of calories for what you're doing. You need to have less calories. And a lot of people don't, don't like get to understand exactly how calories are worked out. So I think key thing is, you know, you gotta know calories, you gotta know why you're giving that number and then go from there.
Cool. Right. Okay. So the next nutrition principle is protein. So protein intake. Now, a lot of PTs will give a protein intake and probably break down the macros straight away. Personally, not how I do it. I'll stick to calories like we've gone through first and that's why calories is on number one. Then we'll look at adding bit, a little bit more protein into the diet. And it doesn't even have to be too much more. Um, there's no need to really, really supplement it, especially when you're trying to be on a calorie deficit because it's just extra calories that you're drinking and not eating. Um, and protein, a lot, of P, a lot of PTs tend to go for a pound, uh, a gram for every pound of body weight, don't they? Which for the majority of people is too much. Um, and being able to fit that in their diet makes that, that diet even harder than what it already is. Um, because you're looking at, what, 30 to, 30 to 40% of protein in your diet, which is really hard to fit in, especially if you're, if you're not supplementing. And then if you are on a calorie deficit, which is gonna make you feel hungry anyway, because you haven't got that many calories to work with. I mean, protein for a lot of people, <coughs> you know, it's there as a way to help you repair and help you to grow muscle and help you to strengthen your muscle, help you to uh, grow and repair, or repair, sorry, um, the breakdown of tissue in the body, uh, your joints, your ligaments, your tendons, it's there to help with everything. Um, it's gonna help when it comes to fat loss because it is gonna keep you fuller for longer. The amount of protein that you need is kind of dependent on your goal um, and where you're currently at. So if you're somebody that's not counting calories, and for me, I just say try and get a portion of protein with every meal. Now, with breakfast, a lot of people struggle to get protein in there because some people don't like eggs and other people don't want to be eating chicken or steak or mince or whatever for breakfast, which is understandable. So I do sometimes recommend then that maybe a protein shake might go well with a bowl of porridge. Um, so that's when I would recommend a protein shake. Um, if you're not getting sufficient protein throughout the day, that is. Now, when it comes to lunch, when it comes to evening meal, it's a little bit easier to get some protein in because you can have your meat, you can have your fish, um, or eggs, again, if, if you go for that. Um, so it's a little bit easier, but when it comes to snacks also, protein bars, they're okay. Tend to have around about 15 to 20 grams of protein. There's just quite a bit of calories involved in those bars. Now, how much protein you should have per day if you are somebody who's tracking calories, um, the literature basically says that it's anywhere from 1.6 to 2.2 grams per kilogram of body weight, okay? And that's for anybody who's doing any sort of gym work, and it's also for people of elderly population as well. The reason why elderly population are in with the people who gym work, who do gym work is, because when you get elderly, your body's breaking down muscle tissue, etc. So therefore, sufficient protein is then going to help you um, keep hold of your muscle mass and help you live longer and be more mobile, basically. Just like we need it when we're training in the gym to help repair grow our muscles. Um, you're not going to turn into a bodybuilder if you have some protein or a protein shake. Um, it's not that magical. Um, 
so don't fear it. A lot of people do fear it, especially females. Uh, and to be honest, elderly, well not elderly, but 40s onwards men as well, you know, they, they want to stay natural and not have protein shakes. Um, <laughs> Just baffles me a bit, but you know, it, it's just this whole concept around protein and muscle building. You know, it, it's as much muscle repairing as it is muscle building. So, just make sure you get sufficient protein. If you're not counting calories, it's protein with every meal of the day, um, and maybe a snack as well if you can get that in there. Um, if you are counting your calories, then it's anywhere from 1.6 to 2.2 grams per kilogram of your body weight. Um, when you're dieting, uh, so when you're wanting to lose fat, you do want to increase your protein slightly because your body's um, going to get rid of the muscle mass basically. So by having an ample amount of protein, a little bit more than what you would if you weren't dieting, that's going to help retain some of that muscle mass, which is then going to be crucial for how you perceive yourself when you're at the stage of where you feel like you need to stop dieting because you're going to retain that muscle, you're going to look how you want to look. We all want to look athletic when we've lost our fat, right? We want to have some sort of shape to us in our arms, our shoulders, you know, our stomach. We need that muscle mass there and able to, for us to look how we want to be able to look. So you need to keep that protein. And that's where Aaron said, you know, round about a pound per gram, um, a, a gram per pound of body weight, sorry. Um, but if you're maintaining or if you're um, putting on size, you know, trying to put on muscle strength, then it can come down a little bit. So yeah, and that one's protein. Do you have anything to add to No, no, cool. So the next one is <laughs> micros then. Um, so micronutrients. So this is so all the vitamins and the minerals that you'll get in your diet. A lot of people tend to supplement. So we'll take multivitamins and we'll supplement other things. But what we want to look at first is can we get them through through our food first? Not only will it be cheaper because you're not paying uh, that in supplements, but also the quality of it's gonna be a, a lot better. So you're looking at increasing your vegetable intake really. Um, green veg, broccoli, cabbage, uh, spinach, stuff, like that, adding little bits into your diet. Um, obviously this comes after hitting your calories, um, maybe upping your protein, having, like Luke said, maybe having just a little bit more protein with each meal. Um, and then the same with your micros. Um, you say this all the time, but you get the biggest bang for your buck from like trying to hit your micros with your, with like vegetables and stuff, because you're gonna get more food for less calories. Um, Which is gonna yeah. keep you fuller for longer alongside a good portion of protein. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I mean, with micros as well, you know, your fruits are included in your micronutrients um, and your salads are included in your micronutrients. So, you know, we all know the five a day rule. Um, it seems difficult, you know, I'm not gonna lie. It does seem like that's a hell of a lot. But if we break it down, it, when I, tell you in a minute how to break it down, you're gonna go, actually that's quite doable and it's quite simple. So all we're gonna do is we're gonna go five a day. So we're gonna go two fruits, two vegetables, one salad, all right? So at breakfast time, we're gonna have one portion of fruit, possibly two, but we'll go for this now. One portion of fruit at breakfast. Lunch time, we're gonna have a portion of salad. Afternoon snack, we're gonna have a portion of fruit. fruit. 
that's three up already. And then at tea time, we're gonna have two portions of vegetables, which is roughly half a plate. And there, we just hit our five a day. Super, super simple. Like, when you think five a day, you think, Christ, that's a lot of vegetables. I'm gonna be eating carrots until it's coming out of my eyes. But when we break it down like that, it's actually really simple. The only thing I want you to remember is, don't go hell for leather on the fruit. Fruit contains more calories and more vegetables. So, you know, I know it's a free food or whatever, you know, it's sinless or whatever it's called in these clubs, but it still contains calories and you can still uh, overconsume it and gain fat from it. So don't go hell for leather on it. Two portions per day, um, two portions of vegetables and one salad. You know, that's a simple guide, simple rule. Do you need to count how much you have? No, you don't. Just five portions, simple as that. Portion, roughly a fist size, okay? And obviously, you're a bigger person, your fist is gonna be a bit bigger. If you're a smaller person, your fist is gonna be a bit smaller, so it is actually more personalized to you as well. Um, that's pretty much it. Try and be colorful with it. You know, don't stick to yeah. the same ones. I'm guilty of that. You know, I tend to rely a lot on mushrooms, passata, uh, broccoli uh, and peppers, you know, I tend to rely on those quite a bit, but you do want to try and vary it a little bit. When it comes to fruits, um, you know, there's people saying, oh, I'll try not to eat bananas because it's thick skinned and oranges, eat apples, uh, don't eat grapes or the fattiest ones, you know, at the end of the day, that's when you start to get a little bit over obsessive. It's still a fruit at the end of the day, just don't over consume it. Like I said, if it's one portion a day, two portions a day, it's not going to be too too mad. The only thing I will say, if you're counting calories, I all, me personally, and I get my clients to do it as well, I include the fruit into my calories. So I will weigh the fruit and I will include that into my calories just because like I said, that's a little bit higher calorie, a little bit more carbohydrates behind it than what a piece of broccoli has. Salads um, and vegetables, I don't weigh, I tell people not to worry about. So I don't really care if you're having five mushrooms or 10 mushrooms, I don't need to see that on my fitness pal. If you have mushrooms, they look cool. Just make sure you're getting five a day. Fruit, I want to see on my fitness part. Yeah. Cool. Micros. So, a nutrition principle when we look at mindset is how are you looking at it? <coughs> how are you thinking? So, a lot of people, when they're in looking at their nutrition, their mindset is on or off. That's it. They don't have like any sort of in between. It's either on or it's off. So when I say it's on, they're being good, they're going to the gym, they're eating the right foods, they're sticking to the calorie balance, but when they're off, they're, they're so far off that, you know, they're rotting, basically. Like, they eat everything, they eat anything, and they don't care, and then afterwards they feel guilty. Um, so, when we look at your mindset, we want to look at it as a lifestyle change rather than a strict diet, okay? So, over the course of the week, you have so many calories look at it that way instead of each day i've got this amount of calories you know aaron said earlier on point number one on the calorie point that a lot of people can get obsessive with the calories and that's because they're looking at it as a daily target you know the stressing the worrying instead just look at it as a weekly target so if you go over by five I mentioned this last podcast didn't i um, so if you go over by 500 calories on monday day one You've then got four, five, six days to make that 500 calories fit into those days. So it could be that for the next five days, you decrease calories by 100 and you hit 1900 rather than 2000. And then the average at the end of the week is what it needs to be, 2000. So that's when your mindset can completely change. Um, so I like to start my weekdays 
especially with clients, on a Saturday. Purely because if they're going to trip up, it tends to be on a Saturday night, which means then that if they trip up Saturday, Saturday night, they've then got Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, to get that calorie average back down. Some people start it on a Friday, so day one is Friday, but I say, please be good Friday. Saturday, if you do some damage, cool, we'll rectify it throughout the rest of the week. And then that is just having the complete opposite mindset of what most people do. A lot of people aren't off, no, we can just do what we want and we'll fix it as we go. We don't need to worry excessively about hitting numbers. We just want to ballpark it, we just want to hit our ranges, and then we'll go from there. We want to create something that is, what you said before, sustainable, something that we can do long term, something that we're going to adhere to because we enjoy it, and we're not going to go after, you know, three second results. We're going to go after results that kind of fit our plan, okay? So if our plan is six months, then our results are going to come in six months. you got to understand that. If you want a quicker result, you've got to, have to take more drastic measures. For a lot of people, that ain't doable, so you've got to wait six months, yeah? So the mindset is being focused, about like getting that outcome, which we covered in the last podcast episode, focused about that outcome and then focused on the processes to get you to that outcome. Any thoughts? Um, so the mind, the mindset in terms of like the calories, um, like you said about people going over, and a lot of it is just they think, oh, I, I've I've gone over, I'll start again on Monday. Um, so the fact that Luke starts it on a Saturday and then can rectify it throughout the week, they're not then waiting another week <laughs> and then that's another week off, uh, like not achieving the goal. And then the, uh, the second point that I picked up on as well was um, the result coming in six months. So they set six months to achieve this result. After three weeks, if you're not seeing a huge amount of change, there's no need to panic. You've still got another five months and a, and a week on top of that for the, for it to snowball and get to that result. Um, so with a mindset, think of something that's, think about it as it being sustainable in the long term. So don't worry about like quick fixes and getting it done in like four weeks. Um, realistically you're not going to achieve something in four weeks and then sustain it throughout the 48 weeks left of the year um, set a sustainable goal and keep keep working towards it don't try and achieve it in two nights yeah pretty much cool because the more drastic measures you take to lose fat the worse you're basically going to look you know, you've got this image in your head of how you want to look when, you, when you've when you dieted down. The quicker you do that, the less likely you're going to look how you want to look because, like I said before about the protein, you're going to have to cut calories quicker, which means your body's going to lose more muscle, which means when you get to that point, you're going to have less muscle mass, look less athletic, and you'll be holding a little bit more water, you'll be a little bit more stressed, your cortisol will be a little bit higher, so you're going to look a little bit more, a little bit more full, a little bit more watery, a little bit more bloated, so then you're going to be unhappy and then you're gonna to wanna to take more drastic measures to try and get rid of it. And the cycle continues. In between that is obviously a binge, because you'll be upset, you'll be disappointed, you'll be good, so you'll have a quick binge, pile on a load of, it will be fat, and then you'll have to get rid of it, and then cycle repeats itself. So 
Mindset's crucial. You're with the right mindset, there's no point just following. I think sometimes it's better to stay how you are, whether that's a weight, a piece, whatever, until your mindset's right to change and take the right measures and the right practice and the right principles and then begin. Otherwise, you're gonna be, you know, what's that, treading your wheels in the sand or whatever, you know, where your tires are spinning. That's all that's gonna happen. You're not gonna get anywhere. It's gonna be harder in the future as well to lose that weight if you've done yeah. that drastic measures. It's going to take even longer again to lose that weight correctly or sustain like sustain a consistent weight loss in the future yeah because another thing as well with fat gain guys you gain fat cells so when you gain fat you gain fat cells now when you lose fat you don't actually lose fat you decrease the fat cells so if you start your life off with five fat cells and then you gain fat you gain ten, another five so now you've got ten and now you lose that you want to lose say that five pounds that is the five fat cell gain you still got those ten fat cells they're just smaller and you gain more and then you've got 15 and then you decrease the size so you've still got 15 with smaller ones so what i'm saying is you'll always have the fat cells that you gain you never lose them you'll you only gain them so don't think that you're gonna lose the fat cells. And when you gain more fat cells, your body becomes less optimal performance-wise. And you know, it, like Aaron said, it's harder to, to cut down next time because you've got more fat cells. Cool. Cool. Uh, relationships. So that's one. Yeah, food relationships. So this happens with a lot of diets. So just cutting out foods altogether. Um, I think you went over it in calories, didn't you? So cutting out, it, yeah. cutting out like carbs, for example, um, and giving carbs a bad re reputation, really. Um, whereas it's not actually the carbs that are making you put on weight, it's the excess calories that you've got that you're not burning off. So it happens a lot. I mean, it happens with fats as well. Um, doesn't happen with protein. Um, but then you've got things like bread, bread, uh, potatoes, um, pasta, um, or, sugar. or carb. Yeah, sugar. Um, so things a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people go around saying like sugar is addictive and things like that. Um, it just causes bad relationships with food, and um, I've, I know that's one of the problems that I have with a couple of companies that have deemed like sins where it's giving food a bad relationship, whereas it's not actually the food that's causing the problem, it's the um, eating it um, and not burning it off, pretty much. So eating too much and not burning that amount of calories, so people are then putting on weight and then they'll turn around and they'll, they'll blame whatever they've eaten. So I, I know fruit got that, like you said, a lot of people, to hit the five a day, have just been smashing fruit and then that sent them over the calories and they've put on weight and then it goes back to how fruits maybe put on weight the sugar in the fruit i mean one guarantee of the fitness industry there's always going to be a bad food that's causing people to get fat you know we've seen it whether it's carbs uh whether it's fats uh fruits went through a stage that's why people are fat it's at the minute sugar um, you know, it's always changing, there's always going to be something new. Um, 
a spa team, you know, that's been the cause of kill, killing people at some point, which is the sweetener often found in uh, Diet Coke and stuff like that. You know, the point is that it's none of these per se that's making you fat, it's yourself, consuming, over consuming, um, which is a good thing because if it was that and you're doing it anyway, you know, it's kind of in their hands to say, oh, you know, give, give, help me out, stop making me fat. They're gonna be like, no, keep buying, keep paying. You make them as rich. However, if it's you who's doing it, that's good because then you can take control. You can cut it out, you can learn new behaviors, you can adopt new principles and you can do something about it. You know, this is um, where you come in and you stand up and go, do you know what? No, it's time for change. And this is where you adopt these five simple principles. You take it slowly, you create one principle at a time, one habit at a time, and eventually they all add over, they all come together and it creates this big force where you are able to walk in to a party with loads of cakes and go, do you know what, I'm having one piece, that's it. And have that one piece and walk out. Or like I've got a client to do who said that she'll never change. She goes to a party now, she'll take a protein bar with her. So she's having something sweet, flip side, it's a protein snack, keeps her away from the cakes, from the biscuits, the chocolates, etc. So that's a little, little habit she's done. Um, you know, I've been guilty in the past of having a very poor relationship with food. The amount of times that I've gone on fad diets and I've either cut out sweet things, so cake, chocolate crisps, well not necessarily crisps, but cake, chocolate, things like that, um, for 12 weeks in a hope to lose whatever weight I had to get a 12 week transformation. Come the end of 12 weeks, I've smashed the back doors off everything, as in cake, chocolate, stuff like that. Um, because I've missed it for 12 weeks. I'd go on a 12 week binge and cut out carbs, I'd go on a 12 week binge and cut out one, but uh, takeaways, stuff like that. So I've done it all. I then adopted new principles. I took my time, I stopped trying to get a 12 week transformation and instead, when I did actually finally change for the good, I was 22, 29 now, just for context. Uh, it was seven months. So I was trying to get this 12 week transformation which is three months, all I had to do was double my time plus a month and I got it. And the 12 week transformation I was trying to get, I was trying to get, you know, it took me four years. So I had four years of trying and all I had to do was go seven months, cracked it. It's like, yeah, it's, it's that mad. So just take your time, be smart. You don't need to cut out certain foods, you might just need to reduce them. Um, flip side is, if you can't just have something or a little bit of something. For example, if you're opening a bottle of wine and you can't have one glass, don't have any wine. Or flip side is buy the small ones. Yeah. If you can't have one chocolate bar because you know there's another three because it's a multi-pack, bin the other three or don't buy them at all and just buy the single bars. Yes, it's more expensive, but you're you know, gonna be better off long term. Yeah. Perhaps not financially initially, but with habits, you will be, and with your lifestyle, you will be. And then at some point, you'll be able to buy the multi-pack and keep the three in there, in the cupboard, and have that one. It just takes time. Yeah. Going back to um, like social media and things, like there's always bad foods, like they'll always blame a food. Going at the opposite end of the spectrum, there is a lot of people that will hold like foods up and say it's like this miracle fat loss food. There is no miracle fat loss food. It just comes back to calories in versus calories out. 
But what we what we want to have a look at is yes, an avocado for breakfast may up your micros, but if one you don't really like avocado, and two it's got all the fats it has in it, so it's upping your calories for breakfast. Why are you having it? There's, there's no need to have it. It's not this miracle food that because you've eaten it for breakfast every day for a week, you're gonna lose weight. Goes back to the calories in versus calories out. Um, so just keep that in mind if you see anything online where it's like, eat pineapple for six weeks and you'll lose weight. Yeah, if you eat pa only pineapple for six weeks, yeah, you probably will lose weight, but down to the calories. Um, not due to pineapple being some miracle fruit. Yeah. Um, I saw something before. It was um, it was a comparison. You know those um, social media comparison pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was avocado on toast and Nutella on toast. And then Nutella on toast was less calories. Yeah. yeah, just because something's classed as a healthy food, like as said then an avocado, the most perfect example in the whole world. You know, people think, oh, it's a healthy food, smash the back doors off it. It's like, hang on, mate, there's a bunch, bunch of calories in that. And like, you'd be better suited to have like a chocolate bar and something else that's yeah. like broccoli. And like, you, you'll last on that diet or that diet regime a lot longer than what you would if you had the, the avocado. Nuts are the same as well. Nuts, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Jesus, man. Um, I used to be like a fan of like saying, if you're gonna have a snack, have, have a, a handful of nuts. The thing is, people don't have a handful, they have a bag full. So they'll buy a bag about this big, that's probably got about one half thousand calories in, something like that. And they'll eat most of the bag in one sitting. Just, a lot of it is just mindless eating with it. They're, they're a bit bored, so they're just, Picking. By the time they know it, they've, they've smashed 1,500 calories worth of nuts and they've gone a thousand calories over for the day. Yeah, all because of some healthy nuts. Yeah. So don't think that because someone's recommended something that you can have as much as, of it as, as you want. Like we said, and we sound like a broken record, I know I definitely do, but it always comes back to calories in versus calories out. Yeah, um, just because it's natural and might grow from the earth, you know, it doesn't mean it's necessarily healthy. Weed, you know, that's natural, grows from the earth. You know, you, you don't see us walking around puffing away. So, like, flip side, you don't need to smash the nuts. <laughs> you don't need to smash the avocados and stuff like that. Um, smash your nuts, you know, depends on your preference, really. But, like, um, avocados <coughs> and natural foods. You don't need to over consume them. Like I said, it comes down to calories in versus calories out. You know, once you've established a full understanding of calories, then look at protein. Once you've established a full understanding of protein, then look at your micros. And then there's potential then to look at fats and carbs in a sense that some people might be fat adapted, some people might be carb adapted. So for example, I used to be fat adapted where I used to run better mentally and physically by eating more fat than carbohydrates, purely because I was holding too much fat. My pancreas was a little bit knackered and needed to 
have a bit more of a break than what I was giving it. So I would run better on fats, and now on the flip side, I run better on carbs, or really, to be honest, and I can kind of mix it up. Whereas you might be at the minute fat adapted, so you need more, more fats in your diet, but then eventually you might then flip to more carbs or be able to have either. So that's when we say we look at fats and carbs, or I do anyway. But at the minute, look at calories. If you don't understand it, don't move on to protein, get your calories right. You know, got that right, move to protein, then move to micros. Cool. Yeah, that's everything. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, so thank you for listening. Um, if you have any questions for either of us, uh, we will include a link onto our social medias underneath. Um, and then, any final words, any takeaway points from you? Uh, yeah. It's January. I've been in the fitness industry since I was 21. My first January came when I was 22. People lasted until the end of February with their New Year resolution fitness goals. Last year, they most people lasted till the second week of January. Each year it got worse and worse, as in people were giving up quicker. If you want sustainable change, long-term change, a healthy lifestyle, it's gonna take longer than a month, two months. It's gonna take much longer. But the reward is very, very beneficial. It's a longer life. It's more time with your family. It's more time with friends. It's a more enjoyable life. It's a more mobile life. So persevere and stick with it. Don't give up. You will get disheartened. But that's when you seek out a coach. That's when you seek out social support and help and then push through it because you can achieve your goal. I don't want to sound like a motivational speaker, but you can achieve your goal, everybody can. It just takes time. Cool. So my, my take home points will be the simple one. Think about your calories first. That's the most important thing. So calories are king. Um, once you've hit that, then you can move on to the other stuff. So uh, tracking protein, carbs, fats, micros, etc. Food relationships, just don't demonize food. Also, on the flip side of that, don't think that there's miracle foods out there that are gonna help you achieve your goal. And the last one is one that Luke said, um, if you're not in the right mindset, then get yourself in the right mindset before you start. Um, and ideally, make sure that your goal is gonna be sustainable so you will be able to sustain it after you've achieved it. It's not like, I'm just gonna lose the weight because I don't really know how um, how I've done it and then revert back to what you've done in the past and stuck in that endless circle then. Okay, so thank you for listening. And remember, make being progressive a habit. Cheers guys. <laughs>